EO Fire 1258. Pricing, pricing, pricing. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. If you're ready to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, text podcast course, all one word, to 33444 and ignite. Thanks to our new sponsor, Google, you can go to g.co slash eofire to get a $75 AdWords credit after you invest $25 in your first campaign. That's g.co slash eofire. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Laura Sicola. Laura, are you prepared to ignite? I am so prepared yes. to ignite. I'm standing here with my lighter and my <laughs> bottle of fluid, lighter fluid all ready to go. Laura is the founder of Vocal Impact Productions and a leadership communication expert who helps leaders hone their vocal executive presence to confidently and authentically command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal. Her TEDx talk has over 2 million views, and she does coaching training and keynotes for clients worldwide. Laura, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Uh, the personal life, um, I am... I got married about a year and a half ago, and I have I'm, my first baby's on the way, which has Congrats. sent everything into a whole new direction. Um, but I love to meet new people. I love to go dancing. I actually teach a little bit of swing dance on the side, although that has certainly come to a very quick halt <laughs> in the last couple of months. But uh, it's, it's all about the communication, whether it's spoken or visual or verb. It's so much fun. Don't you love that we have... Skype, different things like that, that you can now continue to coach, to train, probably all the way up to nine months. And beyond. That's that's the beauty of it. And that's part <laughs> right. of how I've scheduled or structured the company so that, of course, I'll take a short break in between. But for the most part, you know, there's as long as I've got some assistance in the house, I can work from wherever I need to do for coaching. And my clients really shouldn't sense any disruption in their services. That's that's the best part. I love this world that we live in. It's just so, so I. amazing. I mean, Fire Nation, it's crazy. I mean, this podcast right now, Laura, gets listened to in over 145 countries. Isn't you get amazing? to reach out and connect with your clients at a time that works for the both of you from the comfort yep. of each other's homes. I mean, this is just amazing. And Fire Nation, we're going to dive into how you know you can create or continue to build upon your current business right now. And, and one way that we do that, Laura, obviously, as entrepreneurs is to generate revenue. So how do you bring dollars in the door? I have three main services that I offer. There is the coaching piece, like we just mentioned. I work with executives and senior management. I do group trainings as well as speaking engagements. And uh, in addition to that, I just put out my first two self-access learning programs, um, an audio program, which is Discovering Your Leadership Voice, and a four-part interactive webinar training series, Unleashing Your Leadership Voice. And it's just been so exciting to, to build all of that. Laura, we focus on the journey of our guests. And today you're sure. our guest. So I really want to do a deep dive right now into okay. your journey. And not just the entire journey in general, but a specific story. And this is your worst entrepreneurial moment to date, Laura. So we are going to go there. We're going to go to the lowest of the low. Dive right to the tissue boxes. <laughs> Take us to that moment in time and tell us that story. Uh, I guess it was, I started about seven years ago as an entrepreneur, so to speak. And um, 
it was interesting because it was just months before the economy crashed in 08. So my timing was phenomenal, of course. Right. And I hadn't planned on going into consulting work. I had just finished my PhD in education and linguistics. My plan was tenure track faculty. But within a few months, these sort of three huge contracting opportunities almost fell into my lap. And I thought, well, this is great. If this is what it takes to be an entrepreneur, how hard can it be? Super. And lo and behold, I sort of naively launched into this world. Um, and I, But I had a few smaller clients and these three bread and butter clients that were taking up most of my time. And about a year and a half later, it was the week before Christmas, and two emails came in from two of those three big clients saying that due to budget costs, like I said, it was mm. right at the time when the, when the economy crashed, that they wouldn't be able to renew the contract for the upcoming year. And within about two days, it hit me that I had just lost about $70,000 in projected income oh. for the next year. And uh, I wasn't making a lot more than that. So it was a real crushing way to end the year and go into the next one. And um, I had the revelation, okay, note to self, I apparently need to start marketing if I want to do things like eat in this upcoming year. And uh, you can't just wait until things are quiet to start digging up new clients. You know, the, the moral to the story for myself was, hey, marketing is something that needs to be done all the time. Like I said, these are sort of the duh moments for most people. But for those of us who hadn't intended to go independent, these are things that you learn along the way when there's nobody to tell you what to do. Laura, a quote that I think is so applicable here that I love and I really want to get across to you, Fire Nation, is the biggest enemy of great is good. And I really want you to think about that for a second because so many people go through their lives and, you know, life is good. And because it's good and it's comfortable, we never have to take that next step to go into great. And sometimes it takes things like, you know, that slap in Laura's face that she was like, wow, like I got to get my act together and market the crap out of my business. And this has to be something that I do. She went from good, you know, $70,000 in revenue. That is good. But now she's moved into great. And I look back at me, Laura, when I launched Podcasters Paradise, our podcasting community, you know, we had a good launch and then things really just took a tail dive after a while. And I had to get in there and learn Facebook ads and email funnels. If I hadn't done that, you know, it would have just continued to be good. But now it's just turned into this amazingly great funnel. So it's not a bad thing, Fire Nation, when things like this happen because it makes you become the entrepreneur you should be. So the biggest enemy of great is good. Don't let that happen. Now, Laura, that's my takeaway from your story. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your worst moment? Uh, that's a pretty good one there, John. I'm not <laughs> sure I need to, to expand on that one, really. It's just don't don't rest on the laurels when things are comfortable. That's That's when you need to always figure out what your next reinvention is going to be. We will just keep it at that then. Thank you for the kind words. And Laura, you are a storyteller. I mean, you proved it on the stage of TEDx. You know, your video has over 2 million views, which is just amazing in such a great way. Tell us what you consider one of your greatest aha moments in life. Take us to the moment of an epiphany, a light bulb that went on in your journey as an entrepreneur, and then kind of walk us through the story of you turning that idea into success. It was interesting. I had about three years ago, I'm sure you're familiar with the book Lean In oh, yeah. by Sheryl Sandberg. I had, I was not a Facebook user. I was not uh, familiar with her, with any of this stuff. I saw her TED Talk, thought it was kind of interesting. So I just out of curiosity picked up and read the book. Now, mind you, I'm coming from a world of uh, 
education, linguistics, academia, uh, lots of things were in my areas. And of course, as an independent, as an entrepreneur, my world was either very female dominated in a lot of ways, or otherwise, the relationships that I had with men were great relationships. I had no problem. We were on equal footing, mm. or I liked the dynamic difference between working with men and working with women, and it always worked in my favor. So I had never experienced much of what she described. It was kind of surprising to me. So I, um, now just to back up for a second, my original company was not Vocal Impact Productions. It was doing something relatively similar to what I do now, but focusing exclusively on international expats who are working in the U.S., helping them to polish their communication skills to be more effective in their roles, breaking through a linguistic glass ceiling of sorts. Think about your typical guys in IT, finance, pharmaceutical research, um, or I was doing intercultural training for their teams. Um, and again, I was doing okay, but I had hit a plateau. And um, I used to go to a lot of networking events, some of which were business women, uh, women business owners events or other women's events. So I started asking, like straw polling the world after I had read that book, if they had read it, what they thought, et cetera. And pretty much everybody agreed with her and they started to share their experiences with me. And so I asked as a result, if they thought there might be some interest in a vocal empowerment training for women or something along those lines. And whereas I expected to get general encouragement and platitudes, they all said, when are you hosting this? How do I sign up for it? Where, where is it? And I thought, wow, okay, there's clearly a hungry and untapped market here. Women were looking for new ways to close the gender gap and communication skills, especially looking at how we use our voices, which is a big part of my background is it all creates the impression that we make, whether consciously or subconsciously on others and how that supports or undermines the impression that we want to make. And that's such a huge factor that they had total control over, but had never really explored. So within about six weeks of reading that book, I completely relaunched my company as Vocal Impact Productions with a new focus on leadership communication for all, not just internationals, and working with both men and women on being more effective and influential communicators. There's so many things I love about that story, Laura. Number one, I mean, Fire Nation, we need to keep our eyes and our ears open for these opportunities. We can't just say, okay, this is it. This is my thing, and I'm going to drive blindly forward towards it. We need to say, hey, what are my clients, my consumers, my avatars, you know, my ideal yes. clients? Like, what are they saying when I'm engaging with them? What are they coming back with and be willing to pivot? And Laura, it was your ability and willingness to pivot that really led you to that next success. So that's a huge takeaway that I want to make sure you get, Fire Nation, is the ability and willingness to pivot when the opportunity arises. It's funny. I like to say that uh, when people tell you what they want to give you money for, shut up and take it. <laughs> and like, seriously, shut up and take it is the phrase. Like, put out your hands and keep your mouth shut. And until they put money in your hands, it's not really real. This is something I kind of want to push a little bit harder on, Laura, and maybe get your feedback on it. But I've had a lot of people in the past that have said, oh, yeah, John, that's a great idea. I would totally pay for that. And then I'd spend one, two months creating it. Then I'd open the doors sure. and say, hey, you, like you said you wanted it. Here it is. Like, oh, well, you know, I didn't mean now or really <laughs> me. It was somebody like me. And I was like, right. I meant hypothetically. Right. <laughs> so I really learned to say, hey, let's have people vote with their wallets and really get those dollars out the door. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's 
and there are plenty of people who would hear about what I was doing in the earlier business or this one, especially the earlier one and say, oh my gosh, I know so many people <laughs> who need your services desperately. Good. Could you maybe introduce me to them and to the person who signs the checks for them? Yeah. And, the, you know, it was really hard to get people to the point where they were ready to sign. And that was frankly, one of the challenges that I had with the original business model is because the demographic that I was working with, uh, everybody recognized the challenge, but they, the client that I'd be working with was too far removed from the person who signed the check and the checkbook mm. signer did not perceive the priority involved. And that was really tough because everybody was crying, oh, we need help. We need help. We need help. And I'm going, hello, I'm here, uh, <laughs> willing to do what you need. And they were going, what? What? Oh, money? Yeah, you want money. Right. Yeah. So I completely agree with what you're saying there. And Fire Nation, Laura and I can laugh about this now, but we both been in that scenario where, again, people are saying this is what they want. And until, again, you actually see those dollars come in the door, that's the true vote. That is the true sign that you are onto something big. So when I launched my communities back in the day, I would have a pre-sale where I say, hey, if you want to be an early bird, you're going to get a huge discount, 50%, and you're going to be a founding father and a founding mother of this community. It's not even, I haven't even started creating this yet. And it's not going to be ready for 45 days, maybe 60 days. But if you lock in your spot now and enough people do, I'll have a proof of concept, then I'll create it and you'll be an early bird again at 50% off what will be the opening price. So really prove that concept before spending incredibly valuable time, your most valuable assets, creating something. And Laura, you have a lot of strengths. You know, one of them is presenting from stage, commanding a room, over 2 million views in your TEDx talk proves that. But what would you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Uh, routines. I am not a good routine follower. I go where my inspiration is in the moment. So uh, I can be very good at procrastinating things when I don't have... Uh, some sort of system in place or otherwise external accountability or otherwise to, to get them done. So I know that I have to get people to support me or systems in place. And once they're automated, life is much better. But that's definitely something I'm working on. We call that the weapons of mass distraction for animation. <laughs> Those bright, shiny objects are everywhere. But you know what? That's okay in a lot of ways. And I want to maybe speak to this again, Laura, and get your feedback because, Laura, you have specific strengths. Now, if you know what you're good at and you focus to amplify your strengths, you can go from good to great or from really, really good to really, really great because you're focusing on that as long as you say, okay, I know what my weaknesses are, so I'm going to build my team who's strong where my weaknesses are because why do we spend so much time trying to become okay at things we're crappy at? Because nobody even wants people that are okay at something anyway. So just forget right. about using that bandwidth. Amplify your strengths. Now, what are your thoughts on that, Laura? Definitely. Know what your strengths are. Know what they're not. I would also say uh, don't be afraid to step out of the comfort zone a little bit and you know, learn new things because you don't, there's lots that you can do that we often get in the way of ourselves of doing because we're afraid to try. It's like, oh, I'm not really good at tech or I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that. Well, but there's only one way to, to find out. And then what you often will realize is that, you know what, this wasn't nearly as hard as I thought it was going to be. Great, let's incorporate it. But at the same time, when you try something and realize this is not in my wheelhouse <laughs> officially, then let go, hire somebody, contract out, do whatever else. I tried learning QuickBooks on my own for a couple of weeks and doing getting help from somebody. And I finally went, this 
is stupid. Right. I know what I charge per hour for my services, <laughs> and I'm putting my head through a wall trying to learn this not so quick books software for myself. <laughs> so Hire somebody for thirty bucks an hour or whatever it is to just take care of this. What am I doing? So there is the penny wise and pound foolish piece. Think about that, Fire Nation. When you're doing a task, especially when you you realize you're not that good at it, say, hey, I'm effectively paying myself $30 an hour because I could hire this out at $30 an hour and I know my time is more valuable than that. And Lori, you actually said the words, you know, I like to say get a little bit out of your comfort zone. Like you said, you know, get a little bit Mm -hmm. out. I actually say you got to get a lot out of your comfort zone. That's my belief because I think that all the magic happens outside of our comfort zone. I mean, for you, like you might know that you're good on stage in front of 200 people, but what did you do? You went way outside of your comfort zone and got on stage at a TEDx talk and now I've been seen by over 2 million views. I mean, that is how the magic happens, Fire Nation, outside of your comfort zone. And Laura, you just shared with us your biggest weakness. What is your biggest strength? I think it's just that I love what I do. I am excited about every client engagement, every speaking opportunity, and people feed off of my energy. And even when they come to me completely frustrated, there's this these, these people, this particular audience that they just can't get through to, they feel very ineffective, they feel whatever it is, they leave feeling energized and they leave feeling empowered, like they've got the tools and they're excited about these the new possibilities that they that they feel and the sense of confidence that they not only know what they're supposed to do, but they believe that they can do it. And that's such a phenomenal feeling for me to see this change in people, sometimes in as little as an hour. I love that strength that you just shared because for me, it is so obvious when I looked back on the first 32 years of my life before I launched EO Fire, I was trying to become a person of just success and I wasn't having Mm. any passion in what I was doing or anything. But then when I flipped it on its head and became a person of value first and and giving value something that I enjoyed giving, everything changed. And there's a great quote by Albert Einstein, Fire Nation, Try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And when you realize Mm. that and the value that you can give to this world in an area that you're passionate about, everything changes. I woke up every morning on fire to go and create, you know, and create something amazing. Laura, you know, has now stood on stage and and had too many people view a talk that she gave because, you know, there's a fire burning inside of her. That's so important. For 32 years, like I had no fire and therefore I was no, I wasn't successful in law school and corporate finance, you know, fill in the blank. And Laura, speaking of things that you are excited about. What's the one thing that has you most fired up today? I'm excited about the new passive income streams that I'm building. Like I've said, I've not been good at putting together these kinds of systems. And one of the challenges as a coach, trainer, speaker, that kind of service provider is that it's very easy to get stuck in the rut of only getting paid for the time when you're basically performing, right? When you're on. And, but if you're going to scale, you have to find a way to offer your services to a wider audience without you being physically present. And I resisted that for years for a variety of reasons. But now I'm building this library of audio and video programs to offer to people at a lower price point. So there's an introductory opportunity for them to get to know me, to know my work, and I don't have to be there. And (laughs) I got to say, it's kind of nice to wake up to emails from PayPal telling me that somebody bought my product. And oh, look at that. There's this much money or that much money that just magically appeared. That's a beautiful thing. It's pretty amazing knowing that you're going to be going into labor with the cash register ringing somewhere <laughs> in the world. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, yes. So Fire Nation, as you can tell, we are going to rock the lightning round, but we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. 
One of the biggest struggles entrepreneurs face overwhelm. It's tough to know what to tackle first when you have a list of a hundred things to do. Choose just one thing to tackle and then it becomes a question of how do you do that thing? Take your website for example. Seems pretty basic, right? But coding, designing, these may not be your area of expertise. With Squarespace, they don't have to be. Squarespace makes it simple to drag and drop your way to a beautiful website, no coding required. With Squarespace, you get the whole package, including a dashboard with easy-to-use tools and a free domain when you sign up for one year. Plus, you know you can trust Squarespace when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust in them too. Start your free trial today. Visit squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the promo code FIRE to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, you should. Laura, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am completely prepared. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, like I said, I never planned to be an entrepreneur in the first place. It sort of just happened to me. But what kept me from being a good entrepreneur, I think, was the marketing piece. Um, I mentioned I was going to a lot of networking meetings, but they weren't really getting me anywhere. It was ended up being lots of business card swaps that didn't land. And when I relaunched as Vocal Impact Productions, I started to test the concept preliminarily by doing free seminars at the Chamber of Commerce for local women's business groups or corporate diversity initiatives. And that turned out to be a great backdoor into these big organizations rather than trying to set up blind meetings with HR reps or something because people are always looking for speakers in the near future. And that was great because then they advertised the event to their own people for me. There's buzz inside the company beforehand and more importantly afterwards. And then people get to experience what I do. Once they've had the experience, then they get it. They don't just understand it. They love it. Then they call me back for a more formal engagement. So it was understanding what was my best marketing routes. What's the best advice you've ever received? Pricing, pricing, pricing. I was completely underpricing myself and I've worked with a couple of different coaches, one who had a long history of work in corporate HR. And so she was able to help me understand what training budgets were really like. And um, when I was originally launching as well, I had done a small, my first paid independent event, I was charging $30 a head just to see if anybody would show up at all if it wasn't free. And uh, I spoke to a colleague of mine who was uh much more established. And when I told her, she sort of verbally gave me a slap on the wrist and said, <laughs> don't ever do that again. You're completely underpricing because if you want to spend people to spend a thousand dollars to come to see you, they can't have gotten the same thing for $30. Don't ever do that again. So I didn't. And Fire Nation, it's a branding thing as well. I mean, people yeah. are going to look and say, wow, like, okay, there is value in this because the person values themselves. So that's a huge lesson, a huge takeaway. Laura, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Following up. I, the one routine that I am really good at is I try to follow up personally with whoever I encounter, even if it's a two-line email, just to reference the conversation that we had when we met on the airplane or in the event or wherever. I want them to know that I remember our conversation and that they matter to me. Share an internet resource like an Evernote with Fire Nation. I use Trello uh, it, to keep track of my leads, my clients, their projects. For the longest time, I was trying to keep everybody in my head and remember what I was supposed to send to whom. And if I sent something out, 
you know, did they respond to me or how long has it been since I've originally pinged them? Do I need to re-ping? Who's waiting for what? And this just helps keep everything in a nice visual arrangement and with deadlines and reminders that pop up. It's so easy. My administration assistants help with all of it. And uh, that's been hugely helpful for those of us who are otherwise not uh, routine people. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? The last book that I read, interestingly enough, was recommended to me by a client who's become a friend since then. And it's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And it's Again, for those who are on the procrastinator end of the <laughs> spectrum occasionally, uh, it's a really good framework and way of looking at what you're doing, how to structure your day, and and why. Well, Laura, my favorite acronym is FOCUS. Follow one course until success. And that's exactly why I created the Freedom Journal, Ooh, which like is that. accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. It's all about the one thing, and Gary Keller is the author, as well as Jay Papasan, who I'm actually interviewing yes. in a couple of weeks here, so oh, stay great. tuned for that, Fire Nation. And I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com, BTW, by the way. The One Thing's a great audiobook if you haven't listened. They do a really good job with it. And Laura, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Two things, I think. Um, the first is I would start putting out surveys online that ask kind of one basic question, and that's who does it frustrate you most to talk to and why? Mm. Where do you feel least effective as a communicator? Because that way I can get to know the common communication challenges of the new society and try to put together solutions. Let me make a recommendation there. I think you should say, Besides your stepmom, who is most friendly? <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to watch that there because I actually, when I got married last year, I did become a stepmom and Ooh. my stepson is my best buddy. He was actually one of the selling points of the marriage. I teased my husband that I fell in love with my stepson before I fell in love with him. So uh, stepmoms get a bad rap. Step parents out there, unite, be good to your kids and good to your husbands, but we know that you love them just as much as the bio parents. I can't believe I just misspoke too. Like I was totally thinking and meaning mother-in-law. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with stepmom. I think it's probably because I'm reading The Wizard of Oz right now or something. Sure. And for that matter, actually, my stepmom—I mean, my my mother-in-law is pretty terrific, also. So I got lucky on this well, one. Well, look so I at you, Laura. I, oh. I know I hit the jackpot. <laughs> jackpot took me long enough, but I got there. Uh, so sorry to interrupt you. So you can uh, finish strong. So the survey is one, right? On uh, who do you feel? Where do you feel least effective as a communicator? And then from there, I'd scan for as many corporate diversity initiatives and professional networking groups as possible to see who's looking for speakers for upcoming events, so I can get that foot in the door into that back door and have people really experience what I do, not just tell them what I do, and that helps to launch. Laura, let's end this interview on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Super. Uh, my website is www.vocalimpactproductions.com, and uh, all of my other contact information is there, products and services, and uh, lots of other opportunities as well. Would love any feedback that anybody's got. And I do my best to answer every, uh, every inquiry that comes through there within a day or so. 
in Fire Nation, her last name is Sokola. And Laura, do you mind breaking down for Fire Nation? Like you broke it down for me in the pre-interview. <laughs> sure. When people say, so how do you pronounce your last name? It's Sokola, like Pepsi-Cola without the pep. I'm the pep. <laughs> I love it. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with LS and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Laura in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we we've been talking about today, her recommended resource book, all the links, and of course, visit her website, vocalimpactproductions.com. And Laura, I just want to say thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. It's been an honor and a pleasure, John. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, and by the way, John, I forgot to mention one thing. I would love to offer your listeners a little free gift. I mentioned a little while ago that I have an audio program that's out, which is Discovering Your Leadership Voice. And with that is a, a workbook. It's a 15-page workbook. And that's something that I can give to people where if they want to just start to explore their own leadership voices, that I'd be more than happy to provide that along the way. And they can reach that by going to my website, www.vocalimpactproductions.com slash eofire. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Give the gift of freedom to your friend or loved one with The Freedom Journal, and they will accomplish their number one goal in 100 days. Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite.